0: Welcome to Rainbow Talks by Rainbow Nation. Today, we're just going to be covering an introduction where we're going to get to know the permanent panel who are going to be discussing some really interesting and in-depth topics regarding the LGBTQ plus community. My name is Montana. My name is
1: Crystal. I'm Anastasia. I'm Owen.
0: And we're going to start by just giving you a little bit of information about who we are as individuals, uh, what we do, and I guess how we've come together. Um, which is probably a more interesting story. Um, So as I said, my name is Montana. Uh, My sort of main passions and hobbies up to now have been music. So it's mainly been singing and playing instruments. Um, I studied music for a year at university and since then have sort of been looking for
2: my calling in life
0: and maybe this is it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I study sociology at university, just finishing up. Um, I guess my main interest is kind of in the social sector, As cliche as it sounds, trying to look for something to make a little bit of a difference. And um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much me in a nutshell. My main focus is going to be Rainbow Talks and Rainbow Nation now and kind of building up this company. Um, I'm Anastasia and I'm a freelance makeup artist, so...
1: Instagram anastasia.w underscore I have studied film and television production so that's where my interest lies and I would consider myself an ally of the LGBTQ plus community.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> um I studied film production at university. Um my goal is to eventually have my own production company and to help members of my community, both the black community and the uh, mainly focus on the black LGBT community in general, yeah, nice. you know, because there's mm-hmm. not much media representation for us in, in this country. Mm-hmm. And that's like something that I want to do and change.
0: I agree with that. I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant. It's um, mm-hmm. a
3: massive, I don't know, it's been overlooked a lot. I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like the odd example here, the odd movie um, yeah. there, and that's pretty much it. So that'd be really, really cool so the aim of this podcast is pretty straightforward. It's um, it's just to discuss um, ...misconceptions, I guess, around the LGBTQ plus community. It sounds really long saying that, but that is the correct term for it. If we slip up on it and just label it LGBT, don't take it as an offence. It's just because... Still all-inclusive. Yeah, Yeah. it's still all-inclusive. But yeah, it's sort of to discuss uh, misconceptions around our community. Answer difficult questions. And I guess learn a lot from you guys as listeners. Mm -hmm. So anybody who wants to sort of chip in, give feedback, share their experiences and stories... Feel free to send in either questions or as we've said, the stories and just let us know, you know, what you think and how you feel about the things that are being mentioned. Our overall aim and our goal at the end of this is to eventually do a live panel in a live venue where we're going to open up the floor to you guys as listeners to basically come in um we will cover the topics that have already been discussed and you can sort of share your thoughts and feelings share coming out stories and stuff like that and it'll be a really really nice um hopefully quarterly event um yeah where we just sort of cover this cool stuff and just have healthy conversation around it because i think it's quite important
2: yeah so i guess that's the main aim for us, guys. Um, what we're going to look at today is kind of just, as we've said, a little bit of a background of ourselves. We're also going to look at, I guess the best way to say it, is kind of pet peeves of the community, conceptions, misconceptions around the or, community or and things, things like that. we wish we better, right? Yeah, or things yeah. we wish that would change, just things like that. Um, so I guess I'll start with one of mine that maybe we can talk about. Um, so I am a bisexual female um, in a relationship with a woman. And I think a massive misconception that I come across is bisexuality somehow equals polyamory. I mean, I'm sure it does for some, but for me personally, <laughs> it's it's not quite my ticket. I'm, yeah, I'm not quite down for it, but no judgment. Like, if you guys are down for that, you guys are down for that. But not for me. I'm in kind of a monogamous, committed relationship. I have been for about three and a half years now. Um, so for me, that's a huge pet peeve that, you know, it's kind of... Being with a woman is not validated in itself, personally, I believe, and then it kind of reduces that validation even further when it's mentioned that you're bisexual. Um, so for me, that's a. Sort of suggests huge... that you're open to more. Yeah, exactly, than or you're one, promiscuous, other, or. Yeah, right? like that you need both gender at once. It's not, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Oh,
0: nice. I'd yeah. say, um, I'd probably say one of mine. Um, I guess it's what Owen actually touched on, is that the, the lack of representation, actually, of um, mm-hmm. black LGBTQ plus community members. I think, it. I don't know, I can't speak for America and outside of the UK, but I think definitely in the UK it's very sheltered and mm-hmm. not very spoken about and not, not well, I don't know, it's not really, it's not out there. Yes, no. um, and I didn't actually think about it till just now when it was mentioned, but I guess that's a pet peeve because with no representation for us, I guess no one really knows anything. Um, yeah, so there's the a massive lack of education
3: there. That I can think about is um black pride and that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. the that's the only representation I can think about. Yeah. And we have like black gay clubs that kids like black people but other than that, there's there's none. There's the scene nothing. the scene in America is like mm-hmm. much it's much wider.
0: Yeah, much more diverse mm-hmm. um, and more accepting I would say.
1: I think that probably comes from the actual the cultural aspects mm-hmm. of you know mm-hmm. africans caribbeans you know a lot of and those sort countries of maybe their mentality
0: on the, exactly. on the, the community yeah. i think that probably plays a massive part in it i think having black pride right alongside pride almost makes it more digestible mm-hmm. as opposed to having mm-hmm. a separate event yeah. and a separate story to be told for that specific market mm. um, which is obviously really problematic so that's a, that's a really
2: cool one and I'd say Black Pride is still very much in its infancy as well it doesn't see anywhere near the level of sponsorship or anything mm. like that mm. Um, mm. and it is a completely different culture it is it's a completely different yeah, well, culture there's the reason, and it there's has reason
0: its, that Black Pride exists yeah it, yeah, it has yeah, it it's, its own not... stigma
2: and misconceptions and things like that that really mm. need to be addressed that really need to be addressed Alright.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything else?
2: any other pet peeves?
3: a pet peeve that I have is that most like straight people think, okay, oh, it's because you're gay, you know, about makeup, you know, about hair. <laughs> that, mm. I, I hate that. I've, yeah, I've I met people that you're, that you're very the gay best friend, yeah, I guess, yeah. Right? especially with that as well. Because people said, oh, because you're gay, you have to be feminine and flamboyant. And mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm both, I can mm-hmm. be very masculine at times, and mm-hmm. especially when I'm my gay friends, I'll be very feminine, yeah, like it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. You're a chameleon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 And so it's just the fact that, especially with certain people, um, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, um, I remember one time she was, when I lived with that person, they were like, oh, you're not, too, you're not gay enough for me. Oh, she was like, that's, oh. What, that's what she said. Oh, wow. That's what she said. He's like, oh, you know, you're supposed to be like this, you're supposed to be like that. I'm like, right. damn
0: it,
1: What's I really you? wanted and that do seal think, of do approval for you. Think,
0: <laughs> do you think that's linked to examples that exist? Mm-hmm. of the gay community mm-hmm. that we're, I think, that yeah. we're all flamboyant because i actually can resonate with that quite a lot mm-hmm. i think coming out as bisexual is seen as this weird medium well, you're not yeah. gay you're not straight mm-hmm. so yeah. you know you're deciding or you're not gay yeah. yet um but i think that's i really resonate with that because i find when i'm going out and i'm going out for an event or i'm going out to party or anything like that i massively will dress up very 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 feminine mm-hmm. but then on a the day-to-day my majority of the time my persona is quite I guess tomboyish mm-hmm. and I guess what more people would say is more lesbian or more of your lesbian side which mm-hmm. to me there's not a lesbian and a straight side I'm yeah. actually bisexual and yeah. I'm attracted to both
2: male and female <laughs> your personality um, is a separate thing mm-hmm. but I get that mm-hmm. it's
0: like there's there has to be a box that you fit into you can't just exist <laughs> I think it's what
1: we're exposed to um, through the media things like RuPaul's Drag Race we start to think yeah, oh yeah, yes these queen shows. no it's not all like that at all which mm. you know I've come across a lot of gay people and I've i even had to say myself like oh okay like I thought my misconception, personally, was mm-hmm. I thought that yeah, if I have a gay friend, it's gonna be like yes, kiki kiki kiki. Like no, yeah, it's really exactly. not like that. It's not <laughs> I like get that. It. Completely, completely. Like, Still, yeah. just as much attitude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> <Jeez. laughs> it's as good as you get. It's exactly.
2: So I've I've got a good pet peeve that I think everybody can you know key in on here is the NHS flag. I'm sorry to say it, and I'm probably going to get a bit <laughs> hate about this, but I'm saying it, and I'm really saying it with my chest. The NHS flag, I really appreciate everything the NHS is doing right now, everything the NHS even has done. Like, they're getting recognition now, but for a long time they haven't got recognition. Yeah, the funding and they're, everything. Yeah, they've constantly... No a lot of, you know, people in that sector work way more than what they're paid for. Mm-hmm. So this is not a slag off the NHS. This is not kind of taken it's from no that disrespect, appreciation. but
0: actually... Um, we could both say that we've been a part of the NHS. Um
2: yeah. Kind yeah, of, yeah. A kind of with the care sector, yeah. Exactly.
0: Throughout through the care sector. So mm-hmm. we've actually been a part of, you know, having to do what they have to do on a day to day and it's obviously hard. at this time with the pandemic. So it's not any disrespect, it's more
2: but it's 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 the fact of it is what it is, plain and simple. You're reappropriating the flag. And to me yeah. it does feel like at the end of the day it does feel like um you're trying to displace a community. Mm. I'm sorry, but it, whether that's what it's meant to be or not. Yeah, it's recently it used us. for something
1: mm-hmm. that is seen as more appropriate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's making it look like it's not as important.
0: Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. But you're, you're literally taking away what that flag means to so many people mm-hmm. in its history, yeah. which that's is true. obviously a massive a massive problem because the history behind the flag is so uh, intense. And we'll, we'll get into yeah. that throughout yeah, yeah, this yeah, definitely. Um, season. Um, but yeah, I don't think it would have been too challenging to come up with a blue and white flag to represent the NHS. I think it is a shame and it is it's really sad because a lot of businesses that don't support LGBT rights... Um, that have refused mm-hmm. to hang the flag for pride and stuff like that. They're now hanging the flag for the NHS, but it's our flag. Yeah. Yeah. So it does feel like a bit of a kick in the teeth. I think it's, as well. Nice. Yeah.
2: Um, I've had a few people. I've had this discussion with actually. Kind of asked where that all came from and how that came about, and I find that quite interesting and quite ironic in a way as well. Um, so I'm not gonna mention politicians' names because I I don't remember the name of the guy. I really <laughs> don't. Probably should, but you know. Um, kind of when coronavirus was kicking off and they had their panel with Boris and two other people I think it was the head of finance and the head of um, the NHS or something like that, I'm not sure, I don't know Um, but one of them was wearing the NHS badge which had a flag on it now that's where that came from but unfortunately, so that flag was actually solidarity for LGBTQ plus people in the NHS Working field the NHS,
0: yeah
2: and to kind of really embrace those people and show that abuse isn't supported like abuse towards NHS, LGBT exactly. people in the NHS yeah. which is great brilliant concept but there was actually the a lot of the backlash ring. there was yeah. actually a lot of backlash to that badge though there was a lot of I think it was on mum's net and things like that there was a lot of backlash that people didn't want those conversations to happen between NHS workers that wore that flag and people yeah. were coming in and pe- as patients. And it was the idea of you can't kind of refuse service from someone, NHS, because they're gay or because yeah, they they look gay or however, or and that was the solidarity behind it, and even though that was fought and disapproved of, and a lot of people kind of gave backlash to it, now it's all of a sudden become the fly to the, the emblem, NHS, yeah. it's... Yeah doesn't it quite add up. You
0: can't go anywhere now without seeing the NHS yeah. um, with the rainbow flag. And I'd I mean, say it's, it's, it's in every shop window, every storefront. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, definitely.
2: And I'd say sorry to go on about it, but I feel like this one needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. This is big,
1: in
0: my heart. No, this is good.
2: Heart. It's good, it
1: See, no, it's because it's not. Like to because I didn't even notice myself. I you can't lie. Think of it, of I didn't notice. I was like, you
0: wouldn't notice. I think there's been there's been a couple blog posts about it though. There's a few discussions. We have seen. I think it's on pink pink news, which is a massive LGBTQ plus. Um, media source, and they've actually Child. said there's a there's <laughs> a real uncomfortable and unsettling feeling about yeah. giving the rainbow flag a new purpose, mm. and the history is it's so long. There's so much behind it. it. I don't know. It is it is quite disrespectful. I think it's yeah.
2: not fair. Mm. I think as minute. as someone in the LGBT community, you really look for that flag as a safe space. That's well, how you recognise exactly
0: where you're yeah. welcome. I guess exactly
2: um, because. It is what it is, and a lot of people won't like to hear it, but a lot of LGBT people aren't welcome everywhere. Yeah. We're not. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So having that flag there is kind of that, you know, that mm-hmm. comforter, almost. And we've had um, a relative of Montana's who's recently come out as gay, and, you know, that was straight away a symbol for us that when she had a hard time and she was being beat down for her sexuality, straight away it was like, well, you know we're going to take you to Brighton and we're going to show you all the flags that are hang, hung in solidarity for who you are yeah. and for that support. And the NHS using that flag really takes that away. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's just piece. recently,
0: actually, um, my auntie who identifies as lesbian, she was actually on getting on the train from a platform and she didn't realise that the flag was being used for the nhs and she actually said to someone who had i think they had the flag in their bag on their way to work Mm. and she said oh that's like the gay flag is that for pride and he said it's not a gay flag he was like it's not a gay flag and he was really really abrupt and hostile with her he Mm. said it's not a gay flag it's for the nhs and she said no she said that's a flag for the gay community Mm. he was like don't she she looks very masculine and i think Mm -hmm. he felt really challenged by the situation but he basically lost his temper and got on the train um, but she, she called me up and said, have you seen what's going on right now? She said, am I missing the, I missing the trick here? How is it that this flag has been recycled as something else? She didn't understand it. And where she's working so much, she's kind of missed that. She didn't mm-hmm. see the transition. And I said to her, no, it's actually, it is being used now as a symbol for NHS. So there you It's go. an interesting one. It's not, it's not massively cool, but yeah. <laughs> 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 we, can talk, we can talk all day about that one. Yeah. Um, lockdown. We're in lockdown and there's no Pride this year. Yeah. How do we feel about that? <laughs> Have you been to a pride, Alice?
1: I actually haven't. I was oh, going yeah. to last yeah. year because Owen invited me, yeah. but I was working, so <laughs> couldn't really do that. But <laughs> I no, I would life. love to go. Um, yeah, I think it, it looks so fun, especially it's the fun. Uh, Black, pride. Black, Black Pride. Yeah, is really, really, really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: It is. I've I've not actually. Funnily enough, I've not been to a Black Pride. Mm-hmm. I've been to London Pride twice, and I've been to Brighton Pride. And um, both of them are phenomenal. Mm. Um, London Pride gets pretty out of hand, I think. The streets <laughs> yeah, get it's annihilated. It's I mean, the up the next <laughs> it's day. It's unfortunate,
3: yeah. We'll yeah, it turns, in, yeah,
0: it turns into a party rammed. in the streets, pretty much. I mean, you have people playing music on their balconies, from their windows, above the, uh, above the restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's mad. Um, whereas Brighton was different. It was kind of a festival set up. You've got loads mm-hmm. and loads of different Very controlled. Tents yeah very controlled loads of different tents um, it's more relaxed I would say there's still as much booze flowing around but it's just a bit more <laughs> controlled whereas London's like a, like a riot a big gay riot which is yeah. quite funny
2: um, but yeah we have we have lockdown this year so it's not going to happen Manchester Pride I've been I've walked past and I really wanted to go but I had a coach ticket back that day I didn't even realise it was Manchester uh-huh. Pride but it looked amazing they have all their streets locked off though so I tried to wander in but okay, okay. <laughs> didn't quite <laughs> didn't quite, you know. next year I guess
0: we'll Going Pride together. <laughs> <They're all laughs> yes. Nice.
3: I've only been to London Pride once, and that was last year. But usually I go to Black okay. Pride. But it, it was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> a bit. It was an experience. It's not for everyone. So it's so. not for everyone.
2: I but. mean, just because just you're a part of the LGBT community doesn't mean you have to... Love pride. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Each person's different. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, and not many people really know what the. In fact, last the last pride I went to, the London pride, there was loads and loads and loads of straight couples actually with their children. Yeah, that's true. With mm-hmm. their children wow. at pride, mm-hmm. and they kind of had their children on their shoulders, and it was obvious they're not there because they're gay. But it was nice to see so many people come to just support yeah. or to mm-hmm. just even normalise their their children, I guess, and yeah. sort of show them what pride yeah, is about. For I sure. I never knew for that sure. pride was even a thing um, until. It's cliche as it sound, I actually had a gay best friend. I hadn't even come out myself because I didn't know that I was bisexual. Oh, I knew, but I didn't, um, I didn't dissect it. Mm-hmm. I knew, I think I've always known, but I didn't dissect it. And I didn't read into it and I didn't come out. But when I had a gay friend was when I'd first heard of Pride and it was the first experience I had. But up until that point, I had no knowledge that it was even an event, that it was even celebrated or anything like that. So, yeah, again, something that's not massively taught. But, um, yeah, we've, we've, A couple more healthy conversations, I think you can get the message out there, sort of Mm -hmm. about what the gay community is and um, what we're all about. So, that's you know a nice little warm introduction to Mm -hmm. who we are um, Mm -hmm. and to give you a sort of taster about the things we're going to be covering. In the next episode, we're going to be um, sort of discussing four topic areas that will be broken down into four segments, and then at the end of that um, episode, we'll be having a little bit of a debate. We try not to let those get too out of hand. (laughs) They basically get heated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a controlled environment Um, and a safe space. Just so everyone knows. Um, Yeah. So I'm just I'm gonna run through what's to be covered in the next episode. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, enjoy. So the first topic is gonna be um, what does it mean to be part of the LGBTQ plus community, and that's pretty much just gonna be discussing where it all came from i guess and where it started and who sort of flew the flag first mm-hmm. um no pun intended um how we on the panel each identify and maybe sharing some coming out stories when we decided to come out and that sort of
2: thing. honest you can tell us when you came out straight <laughs> <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> interesting story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, we'll be discussing whether being part of the lgbtq plus community um, means you're more promiscuous I can imagine there's a lot of people rolling their eyes at the statement, but, you know, it's to be, it's to be discussed. Um, must we have labels? Which I think, again, is a massively controversial discussion. A lot of people mm-hmm. wish to live in a world with no labels and just existing. Um, but unfortunately, in the world we live in, it's not the case. Uh, and I think you kind of have to have labels. And then the debate will be covering... Um, Does somebody having sex with someone of the same gender on one occasion make you gay, even if it never happens again and you decide it's not for you? Think about it, digest it, (laughs) and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you very much.